0: Russia's war on Ukraine now in its sixth week. Putin would know the answer to that. I think he should release it. I think we should know that answer. meantime Donald Trump asks his friend Vladimir Putin for help and progress against the pandemic. We're now in a new moment in this pandemic. It does not mean that COVID-19 is over. It means that COVID-19 no longer controls our lives. I'm Paul Brandis. You're listening to West Wing Reports from Washington. It's Friday, April 1st. Six weeks now, Russia's war on Ukraine grinds on, deaths mounting on both sides, the destruction and despair incalculable. But so is the defiance of the Ukrainian people who continue to soldier on, determined to drive their invaders back. Is this happening? The Pentagon isn't so sure.
1: Yeah, so on the withdrawal, we uh, we have seen over the last uh, 24 hours, um, uh, the repositioning of a a small percentage uh, of the troops that—and the battalion tactical groups that Russia had arrayed against Kyiv, probably in the neighborhood of 20 percent of what they had, uh, they are beginning to reposition. Some of those troops we assess uh, are repositioning into Belarus. Um, Uh, We don't have an exact number for you, uh, but that's our early assessments. Uh, None of them—we have seen none of uh, them—repositioned to their home garrison. And that's not a small point. Uh, If the Russians are serious about de-escalating, because that's their claim here, then they should send them home. But they're not doing that, at least not yet. So that's not what we're seeing.
0: That spokesman John Kirby. Meanwhile, and perhaps this sounds like a no-brainer, the U.S. intelligence community has also determined that Vladimir Putin, the Kremlin dictator, is not hearing the truth from his advisors. There's public evidence of this, as in that now-famous televised meeting before the war, when top Russian officials seemed intimidated in his presence and turned into a band of quivering yes-men. Here's Kirby again.
1: I'm going to be careful here not to getting, not, not to getting into, into intelligence, uh, but uh, we would concur with the conclusion that, um, that uh, Mr. Putin ha- has not been fully informed uh, by uh, his ministry of defense at every turn over the last month. Now, I want to caveat that we don't have access to every bit of information that he's been given or every conversation that he's had. And I'm going to be very careful here, not getting into too much more detail on this. But uh, we have seen these press reports uh, attributed to a U.S. official, and, uh, and and we we would concur with the basic finding.
0: It certainly sounds like the U.S. has some well-developed intelligence assets and or capabilities in Moscow. But let's not dwell any further on that. Meanwhile, Ukrainian President Zelensky has spoken with President Biden again, said thanks for the military assistance, but please send more. What Ukraine really wants is a no-fly zone to keep Russian aircraft away. At home, it's April Fool's Day, but this is no joke. Former President Donald Trump apparently still considers Putin to be a close friend. He publicly asked the Russian boss to help dig up dirt on the Bidens, sort of like how he asked Ukrainian President Zelensky to do the same thing in 2020 if Zelensky wanted any U.S. military help. Trump is not Putin's only friend in America, by the way. A Quinnipiac poll says one in three Americans think it's okay to support Putin, his brutal and indiscriminate war in Ukraine notwithstanding. Speaking of Trump and Biden 2024 is still on the horizon, but early polling shows Trump with a nearly four-point edge over the president— That's according to an average of seven recent polls. The world's
2: best known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.
0: Good news and not so good news on the economic front. The good news first, the economy grew at a 6.9% rate in the fourth quarter of 2021, a blistering pace. And the labor market remains hot, 431,000 jobs added to the economy in March, Unemployment dropping to 3.6%, more than 8 million jobs added to the economy in the Biden era. Now, for the not-so-good news, talk about a pain in the gas. AAA says the average cost of regular nationwide $422 a gallon. President Biden has ordered the release of 1 million barrels of oil per day from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, 1 million a day each day for the next six months. The White House thinks this will bring prices down. Here's a catch-22 about that, by the way. The higher prices are, the more painful it is now, but it could speed the transition towards electric cars that don't run on gas at all. Renewable energy is growing rapidly. Solar, wind, hydro, nuclear, and bioenergy now accounting for 38% of the world's electricity last year, topping coal for the first time. COVID cases have plunged since January as the Omicron variant fades, though there are worries about the new BA.2 variant. Even so, cases have plunged. Deaths are down to about 700 per day, 700 in air quotes, because that's still a lot, obviously. Even so, President Biden thinks we've turned the corner. We're now in a new moment in this pandemic. does not mean that COVID-19 is over. It means that COVID-19 no longer controls our lives. That's what it means. Cases are ticking up as we thought they might. But now, thanks to the foundation we've laid, America has the tools to protect people, all people. And, you know, as we've done from day one, my administration is making it easier than ever for Americans to access these tools. Of course, we've heard the worst is over before. Among the tools Biden described is a new updated website, COVID.gov. It's described as a one-stop shop where you can find whatever information you need, including where to get free vaccines and free boosters. An even bigger long-term health problem is diabetes. More than 100 million Americans are either diabetic or pre-diabetic. 100 million, a huge problem. Well, the House has passed a bill capping insulin costs at $35 a month for insured patients. 193 Republicans, though, voted against the measure to cut insulin prices. Republicans in the Senate also seem unlikely to support the measure. Now let's hear about another Evergreen podcast that I know you'll enjoy. Don't you know that you are up? Time now to open up the West Wing Reports archives and see what made history this week in the past. 1917, Woodrow Wilson asked Congress to declare war on Germany. It did, and America formally entered World War I. It was called the War to End All Wars, but sadly it wasn't. The real war to end all wars was actually World War II, and this week in 1942, Franklin D. Roosevelt ordered wartime rationing. Americans rationed everything from gas, coffee, and meat, and more. Today, folks call wearing a mask tyranny, but back then, Americans pulled together in pursuit of a common goal. I shall not seek, and I will not accept, the nomination of my party for another term as your president. And a 1968 bombshell from Lyndon Johnson Dragged down by polls in the Vietnam War, LBJ announced his retirement. He'd been elected just four years earlier by a huge landslide. Want more history? Check out my books on Amazon. I'll sign them for you, too. Just shoot me an email, pbrandis at evergreenpodcasts.com. And need a speaker four-year event, I do that, too. Current events, economics, analysis, history. I connect the dots, and I'd love to hear from you. Speaking of books, by the way, I'll send you one if you download my new app. It's called West Wing Reports, available in the Apple and Android stores. Just download it on your phone or tablet. There's a button called What's on Your Mind. All you do is push, talk, and send. That's it. Leave a comment and your name goes into a drawing for any of my books, your choice. i like to end each week with a quote, something you might find useful. This week it's from Woodrow Wilson. He said, quote, if you want to make enemies, try to change something. Think about it. That's all for this week. Here's my email, pbrandis at evergreenpodcasts.com. West Wing Reports is a production of Evergreen Podcasts band for the audio clips. Our producer, sound designer, and engineer Noah Founce. Executive producers Michael De Aloya and Gerardo Orlando. I'm Paul Brandis in Washington. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.
2: History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy,